Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Tuesday, December 19th, and Christmas is less than a week away. How the heck did that happen? And we're talking Reds baseball today with Chris Welsh as he is on pinch hitting for Mark Sheldon today. And uh, Chris from Fox Sports Ohio on the Reds telecasts. And uh, Chris, uh, it is great to have you back on board. We did this at some point last year, so uh, so welcome back. And uh, Chris, what we're going to do today is, uh, like I said, with Christmas just uh, six days away, do some uh, Christmas-themed discussion with this Reds team. But before we get to that, we'll check off some uh, items on the news list. And uh, first and foremost on that list, uh, Chris, is uh, Zach Kozar is now a former Cincinnati Red. He has spent his first seven big league seasons with the franchise. Uh, he is off to the Angels on a three-year deal in free agency. So with a Kozart gone, what kind of a domino effect is that going to have on the Reds' infield heading into 2018? Well, yeah, Matt, quite a bit. By the way, thanks uh, for calling. Uh, good to join you again, and uh, Merry Christmas and all that to you, uh, if I don't get to say that at the very end. But, you know, uh, Kozart, it was a good Christmas gift for him. Uh, the Reds didn't, did not give him a uh, qualifying offer, uh, so they get nothing in return when he signs that three-year deal with the Angels, which, you know, was in excess of $35 million. I think the Reds made an offer to him, but it was a two-year deal for substantially less money. They love to have him around, but uh, what it does is open up the, the infield, really, for a starting job for Jose Peraza. Peraza uh, was, you know, punched in at second base last year, had a rough go of it, and then Scooter Jeanette came on board, and he was so hot that Peraza ended up being on the bench. So they're going to find out if Peraza can play every day at shortstop. If he can't, that's the question is what will the Reds do next? They really don't have anybody, you know, at the top of the food chain right now in the minor leagues who are, you know, projected to be the next greatest thing at shortstop. So they'll be looking around maybe at a, at a, uh, a good defensive shortstop uh, either around the league somewhere, or maybe they're hoping that they can get somebody up from the minor leagues that can play that if they need to. But I think it's going to be Jose Peraza's spot, and that'll open it up for Scooter Jeanette to be the everyday second baseman, unless uh, Dilson Herrera, who was injured all year last year, he was obtained from the Mets for Jay Bruce a couple, you know, a while back. Um, if he, he gives uh, Jeanette a little bit of a uh, a fight for second base. He'll be the he'll be the other guy in there. Did it surprise you or surprise you know the Reds fan base by and large when uh, Cozart was not given the QO or was that kind of the plan the plan all along that they were just going to let him go? 
Well, I think it was a plan to let him go, and it became harder and harder as the year went on last year because he had a tremendous season. Right. Uh, he's always been a superlative defensive player. Uh, he's always been a really good fiber guy in the clubhouse. Uh, young players looked up to him. He's a, he is as fundamentally sound defensively as you'll ever find anybody. I mean, he's right out of the, the Scott Rowland mode as far as footwork, getting himself set, squaring up his shoulders, uh, and just doing everything right on and off the field. So you're going to miss him a lot, you know, from a chemistry standpoint, clubhouse standpoint. But the way he hit last year, you're going to miss him in the lineup too because uh, he really provided some power. Uh, he hit the ball to all fields. Uh, he just had his best offensive year. And to see him leave after that, it's going to be tough tough to fill that spot in the lineup. Yeah, it sure will. I think the two seasons uh, preceding this one, his OPS was in the 730, 740 range, and then out of nowhere – like 917 in 2017. I mean, he had that proverbial breakout season at the age of a 31. You know, this is a guy, Chris, that uh, did not reach the big leagues until he was 25. And maybe based on where he was drafted as a second rounder back in 2007, that was a year or two after people expected to see him in the big leagues. But nonetheless, he got there at 25 had that uh, long-awaited breakout season, as I said, here in 2017, made his first all-star game. So, we know how much he's going to be missed offensively and defensively in terms of a presence in the clubhouse and being a leader and being a mentor for the younger guys. How much is he going to be missed there? Well, a lot because, you know, when you're hitting 220, it's hard to be a leader. But when you're, when you're hitting the way he did last year, it's a lot easier to be the leader. And I think one reason that people overlook as to why he had that big breakout season, you can look directly down the bench and see Joey Votto. Votto had a huge positive impact on a lot of players and I think that maybe Zach Cozart the most. Uh, Cozart, if you talk to him, uh, he'll tell you that that, that Votto uh, has uh, brought him out of his shell. He he showed him what he needed to do offensively, and this is not by watching him, but actually worked with him and was getting on him while he's in the batter's box. If Kozar would take a take a bad swing or chase a bad pitch, he could hear Votto in the dugout getting on him. So uh, I think that had a lot to do with it. So it's going to help some other players, I think, maybe fill in that void that, that Kozar leaves behind uh, because he's, you know, as I said, he, he's an upstanding citizen, good in the clubhouse, good on the field, and so on. So you're looking for somewhere to fill that. I don't think it's going to be filled by Jose Peraza, uh, but I do think it can be filled by, you know, even a guy like Scooter Jeanette, Tucker Barnhart coming into his own. Uh, if Duvall um, is there for the entire season, he's a guy that certainly can fill that void. So the Reds have some candidates for leadership. Of course, Votto, the main guy, but um, it, it takes more than one. There's just never one guy that runs the clubhouse. It's usually a group of established players that are good on the field but also good off the field. Now, I know that uh, Zach Cozart is joining a team with uh, Mike Trout on the roster who might be the best baseball player on planet Earth. But, again, as you said, from all that Cozart learned, you know, under the tutelage of uh, Joey Votto, not just in terms of being productive on the field, but in the clubhouse as well, do you see him taking on a Joey Votto-type role with this new team in L.A.? Well, I don't know if anybody can take on the role that Joey Votto does, but but I think the one thing that Cozart will never shy away from that Votto does as, as well as anybody is, is work and work hard and every day. And I think that uh, you know I'm not so, I'm sure that the Angels are doing that right now, and I'm sure that Mike Trout is harder worker as anybody too. But uh, I, I don't think anybody goes the extra steps the way that Votto does, who is just so single minded. 
uh, and focus when it comes to that. And I think that Cozart figured that that was part of the success, too. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they're going to probably debrief him. They're going to say, hey, well, what, what's going on over there in Cincinnati? I mean, why is Bono so good? What does he do to prepare? And I think that uh, – He'll let him in on the secret, but it begins with hard work. It sure does. And uh, the Angels are getting a good one in uh, Zach Cozart after his uh, breakout 2017 season uh, at the age of 31. He's in L.A. for the next uh, three years. Uh, Chris, uh, switching gears here, uh, the Reds didn't do anything particularly noteworthy at the winter meetings, but I know, I know that some guys' names are out there on the table in terms of exploring potential deals. I know that you know they've talked about Billy Hamilton. They've talked about Adam Duvall, maybe even Scott Shebler, who, who drilled uh, 30-plus homers last year. Of those guys, or maybe there's someone I'm missing, do you see somebody that the Reds are really going to seriously explore trading and to try to get a return on this winter? Well, you, you know, it depends what the demand is. I mean, you, you've got to make sure they have somebody, number one, to fill in the spot that you make open if you trade some one of those guys. And then secondly, you have to make sure that you get good value in return. And, and I'm not so sure that there are other teams out there that are looking at any of those players saying, well, we've got to have Scott Shubb, or we have to have Billy Hamilton. I mean, I'm sure there are teams that would like to have Hamilton or Duvall, you know, or Shabler or, you know, fill in the blank. But uh, I think, you know, obviously with the Reds, I mean, people want uh, Rysel Iglesias, a guy who's, uh, you know, going to be affordable for the next few years, who is at the top of his profession. He's one of the nastiest uh, guys to face in the league. Uh, you know, he throws in the high 90s from every different angle. He's got about 10 pitches. Uh, I think everybody wants Iglesias, but the Reds probably aren't willing to, to talk about him uh, because he would be very difficult to replace. So uh, I don't know. I, I know that they had talked about Hamilton, but the, the downside of, of, of moving Billy Hamilton, even though his on-base percentage is not very good, and even though he strikes out a lot, and you know, at the top of the order he's sometimes an automatic out, um, it, it, his defense is so good that you tend to overlook some of the defense, uh, the deficiencies on offense. And I think Hamilton's going to get better and better offensively. I may be the only one, but <laughs> I really believe in Billy Hamilton. And uh, he brings a lot to the ball club as far as energy. Uh, and I, w- I would be uh, uh, surprised if they traded him because if you've got a young pitching staff, you better put as good a defender out there behind him as you possibly can up the middle. You're, going, you're not sure what you got with – with Peraz at shortstop, he's no Zach Kozar. You're not sure defensively, you know, with Scooter Jeanette. I mean, he's not Brandon Phillips uh, defensively, but he's a very good offensive player. And if you weaken center field, now you've really weakened your defense overall. So I think for that reason, you're not going to see Hamilton gone. Yeah, and I mean, to, to see the defensive highlights that Billy Hamilton provides almost on a nightly basis, uh, that would be tough for Reds fans to give up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he just he does it all uh, out there defensively. He can run the bases like no one's business, of course. Uh, so we'll see what the Reds do uh, throughout the winter here and some interesting uh, pieces to kind of mix and match as they field their uh, opening day 25-man roster. Well, Chris, as we uh, come down the home stretch here, a few uh, Christmas-themed questions as we have a little bit of fun uh, heading into the holiday season here with uh, Christmas. Christmas just six short days away. So, Chris, I want to uh, pose this one for you. Which player on the Reds right now do you feel would make the best department store Santa Claus? Well, I would say uh, probably Scott Shepler. Uh, he's got a great demeanor. 
he's got kind of a big round face. It'll be perfect <laughs> for him anyway to sit under a Santa hat, put a beard on him. And, you know, he's, he's strong enough to probably balance five or six kids on his lap and in his arms at the same time. So I, I'd go with Scott Shevler on that one. Having the big round face helps. That's uh, that's an attribute <laughs> yes, not everybody does. has. So uh, good for Scott on that one. I think that's a, a very wise choice. And, Chris, it seems like in every uh, clubhouse there's always, uh, you know, maybe two or three guys or maybe more that's always, you know, belting out the tunes, you know, after a victory. They think they can sing. Maybe some actually can, but by and large, they usually can't. So with that said, which player or players do you feel would be, you know, front and center of a Christmas caroling group this winter? You know, I think that's that's an interesting question, and I got guys that are perfect for that right now. I mean, number one would be Eugenio Suarez, the third <laughs> baseman. Uh, he, uh, he loves to sing, and he loves to dance. And not only would he sing, I mean, he'd – He'd, put a little, he'd sing you a little Christmas salsa music, I'm sure, uh, and, and be able to, to get you going that way. But he'd have to be accompanied probably by two guys who I think they think they can sing. I'm not so sure they can. Billy Hamilton and Adam Duvall, who you know play next to each other. You put those three together, and I think you have some good carolers. Yeah, I think uh, that, that's a great image there, a great, a great visual to see those three going uh, from neighbor to, neighborhood to neighborhood uh, singing Christmas carols, and maybe that becomes <laughs> <Yeah>. a thing. <laughs> we'll see what transpires there. Uh, Chris, another one for you. Uh, of course, as we all know from the famous movie A Christmas Story, all little Ralphie wanted was that precious Red Ryder BB gun. That's what he had his heart set on. So for the Reds this offseason, what would be, if you will, their Red Ryder BB gun? Well, their Red Ryder BB gun, <clears throat> in terms of a player that they would trade for perhaps or maybe somebody that they would sign, uh, probably – um, a, a veteran starting pitcher, uh, although I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Uh, so it could be a, a, a tough winner if you're hoping to find that BB gun under the tree and you end up with a reliever instead. Are they shooting for a guy the ilk of an Arietta or a Darvish or maybe a second-tier guy? No, I think a second-tier guy. Really what they're, what they're concerned about is getting enough innings. They had, uh, I think they used about 30 pitchers last year. And they use so many different starters. And I think the pool is very good. The talent pool is good to choose from. But there's still um, maybe one guy who, who could give them more innings. I think they're going to rely on Homer Bailey to give them a lot of innings. But, but they also could use somebody else so that they're not plugging the gap with, with kids that uh, you know, have innings limits when they get 150 innings under their belt or something like that. So I think they could probably use somebody like that. And they also could use uh, somebody uh, in the wings just in case uh, uh, they need somebody to play shortstop every day. You always need depth. Uh, if there's one thing that rings true about modern-day baseball, it's that you can never, ever have enough depth at uh, any spot on the roster, and that's something the Reds and every other team looking to acquire. Uh, Chris, as we wrap things up here, you know, sometimes there's a case where a player and a team's fan base needs to kind of, you know, kiss and make up after a rough season. So who from this Reds team maybe had a rough 2017 and they need to step underneath that mistletoe and kiss and make up with the fan base and start fresh for next season? Well, you know, I think a couple – you know, when you when you lose as many games as the Reds have lost the last couple of years, I think '94, uh, there's more than one guy that, that needs to kiss and make up. But uh, I think you can start that list probably with Homer Bailey. Uh, Bailey's had a, a few surgeries; he was out a lot longer than anybody thought. He's on a big time contract, and I think that the fans and the Reds themselves are anxious to get him out there, get him healthy, and and have him earn some of that money that they've been paying him. So uh, I think that's the first step right there. And I think some other injured pitchers the same way. Um, you know, you can come back with uh, 
uh, Brandon Finnegan in that respect, or or Anthony DiSclafani, uh, those guys that are, are probably anxious to to kiss, make up with the fans, and say, you know what, here we are this year in 2018, and we're going to make it a little bit different. Just got to find that mistletoe and uh, start with a clean slate for next season. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Chris Welsh, uh, great stuff. Chris from Fox Sports Ohio, pinch hitting today for Mark Sheldon. So, Chris, we appreciate it, and a happy holiday to you and your family, and hopefully uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks a lot. Well, thank you, Matt. I'll tell you, you've come up with questions that I've never been asked before, so congratulations <laughs> on that, my man. That Well, thank you. That's always my goal. Uh, Reds right, Podcast wrapping up. Chris, thanks again. In the meantime, Matt Waymire signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.